0: You're listening to Save Me and I'll Seat, the show that talks about musicals in an understandable and relatable way. I'm Katie and I'm joined by my fellow musical enthusiasts Amber and Kylie. Hey, hi. Also joining us is our musical newbie, Matt. What up? And on this week's episode, we are covering Hades Town. Woo! It's super good and I am real excited. Yeah. Spoilers? It's real good. <laughs> it's real good. <laughs> And I, I, this one does not get a mama warning.
1: Yeah, for sure. It
0: is. I think she'll actually really enjoy this one.
2: <laughs> but it does get a sadness warning.
0: <gasps> Talk about spoilers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Grab your Sad boy t-shirts. It's time to go. Yay.
1: <laughs> yes. Hadestown is friggin' awesome, and I'm so excited for today's episode. Yes. So, music, lyrics, and book were written by Anais Mitchell. It tells the story of the Greek myth of Orpheus and his trip to the underworld to save his fiancée, Eurydice. The original version premiered in Vermont in 2006, followed by a Vermont and Massachusetts tour in 2007. Mitchell was unsure about the future of the musical, though, and turned it into a concept album in 2010.
0: Interesting. Also, you don't hear many shows starting in Vermont. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But sure. Sure. In 2012, Mitchell met with director Rachel Chavkin and the two reworked the show into a full stage production. They added 15 songs and a bunch of dialogue and all that stuff. This version premiered off-Broadway in 2016. It had a UK debut in 2018 and then came back to the US on Broadway in 2019. And as per usual, uh, this show was slated for a 2020 tour, but uh, COVID COVID. Which I'm real mad about because this one's a good show.
2: Hopefully (laughs) since it's like a newer show. It's very it'll probably be very likely to come, to come back
0: once fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah. Well, we do recommend giving the concept album a listen as well as the 2017 live recording, which both can be found on Spotify. We're working off the original Broadway cast recording, which of course will be linked in the show notes.
1: So, the Broadway cast does include some names we're familiar with, so everyone Get ready for this. Oh, yes. Patrick Page plays Hades, and Reeve Carney plays Orpheus, and yes, they were in the Spider-Man musical as (gasps) Green Goblin and Spider-Man, respectively.
0: (laughs) Okay, so I knew it was Spider-Man. I did not realize that was Green Goblin. Yep. Oh, my God. Well, you
2: couldn't tell over the ridiculous makeup and (laughs) spiky suit he was wearing?
1: (laughs) Oh, poor Patrick Page. Yes. (laughs) But Paige does have that perfect deep voice for Hades, so like he's perfect for the role. This
0: man's voice is deep.
1: Oh man!
2: <laughs> oh, it was like normal in Spider Man, and it's then here I didn't
0: realize it was the same person.
2: Yeah, and here it was just like <gasps> he he dropped it down a couple octaves. Oh, mm-hmm. Yes,
1: yeah, it' real good. So this is very different than Spider Man. I guarantee you, you're gonna like this more. <laughs> very but, much. <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. The show also features Amber Gray as Persephone, Andre DeShields as Hermes, and Eva Noblezada, who is my favorite, as Eurydice. She's pretty great. She great. So the show did open to critical acclaim, which is fantastic. It won eight of its 14 Tony Award nominations, including Best Musical and Best Original Score. It also won several Drama Desk and Outer Critics Circle Awards. The album even won a Grammy in 2020. Wow. And it's been called Inventive, Hypnotic, and Utterly Fabulous.
0: All adjectives I, for one, agree with. Heck yeah. Heck yeah.
1: Hey, Amber.
2: Does this uh, story get fully told in the album? Are you going to get most of the
1: details? Yes.
2: I always I I like those.
1: I, but, yeah, Amber. this one does really, really well. Yeah, there's a
0: lot it. of tracks.
1: This one's pretty yeah, much all song, I thin. think. Yeah. Which is really makes it easy to listen to for sure.
0: Yeah. And definitely recommend this one, guys, for sure. It's, it's very inventive, definitely.
1: Although it is important to note that the soundtrack does include uh, what are like intro tracks as well, which are like the dialogue, like right before a song starts, or it'll be like a small song clip right before the like main song. So that's kind of what makes the soundtrack so long is that it's got like all these little intro tracks. Yeah. And then the actual tracks. I like those. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it really sets the scene well. Yeah.
0: Yes. It, it it it's not like overdone or anything. It's yeah. It's really nice. Like I think the album is two hours and two minutes, and it flies by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. So with uh all that background out of the way, are we ready to jump into our act one?
2: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Highly ready. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ride
2: the train on into act one. True, true. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Save that for act two. We do a pun for act two.
2: Sorry. <laughs>
0: I'm so <laughs> excited. they will never hear it. <laughs> They'll never know. <laughs>
1: All right, so let's set the scene. The set and costumes are modeled after a Depression-era New Orleans bar with weathered interior and older-styled clothes. Uh, and it is a post-apocalyptic setting, so that's pretty spooky. Neat. The god Hermes enters to narrate the story and introduce all the characters in the song Road to Hell. And he actually breaks the fourth wall and is directly introducing them to the audience. So first the gods, which is the fates, Persephone, Hades, and himself and then the humans, so he introduces the chorus, and then Orpheus, and then Eurydice. Each character comes on stage and actually gets applause, and then he also prepares the audience right from the beginning. You know, he tells everyone that this is an old tale, a sad one. Uh, He says that it's a tragedy, so don't expect a happy ending, but he does point out that the tale deserves to be told regardless.
0: So he lets you know from the start, sad boy hours are coming.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: Oh, they coming. Brace.
2: They coming for you.
0: (laughs) The three fates watch Eurydice, who is wandering and looking for food and shelter, in the song Any Way the Wind Blows. Eurydice asks Hermes for a match to light her candle, but the fates, acting as the wind, blow it out. Jerks. Eurydice is a runaway by nature, always moving on when things get rough, trying to find something better. She points out that people turn on you just like the wind, so we see she isn't close to anyone or even good at trusting people at all because of what she's been through. The end of this song has Hermes describing Orpheus, a naive young boy, the son of a muse, who he has taken under his wing.
1: So Orpheus meets Eurydice and immediately falls in love. Even as Hermes warns him not to come on too strong, he immediately proposes to her. (laughs)
0: Yep.
1: Yep. Uh, And she thinks he's crazy to make his offer, which is fair. Oh, yep. But he points out that he's writing a song that will make the world right again. And the song is Come Home With Me.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. hello just bet you want to come home i
1: want to well, marry me listen pretty lady he's, pretty lady, he's a little intense
0: <laughs> what no
2: he dumb boy yep
1: yeah. he in love the- yes <laughs> Eurydice, see however is a lot more realistic and so with the poverty that they're facing plus the fact that she doesn't know this man at all she fights no. against it She asks how he will provide for her. And then according to him, the song that he is writing will make the riverbanks fill with gold and the trees fill with fruit. The song isn't quite ready yet, but he sings a small part of it and a flower blooms in his hand. This convinces Eurydice. The song is Wedding Song, and it's one of my favorites.
0: One of. One of. Not the...
1: One. Yeah. I've got a few in this one. It's (laughs) pretty
0: great. Yeah, this one's tough. This one's got a lot of good ones. Yeah. Hermes asks where Orpheus got his song from, but he says that it just came to him. Hermes points out that it's reminiscent of an old song, one about Hades and Persephone. He asks Orpheus to tell a story of Hades and Persephone in the song Epic One. Persephone arrives from the underworld, bringing summertime with her. Everyone parties and celebrates. Hermes points out that she's late, they've missed spring, but it doesn't matter now. Because now they've got sunshine and wine and they're going dance. And the song is living it up on top, which is so fun and jivey and I love it.
1: Yes.
2: Everyone's happy. Everyone liked that.
1: Woo. They're (laughs) happy for now. So Orpheus makes a toast to Persephone and expresses hope for his love with Eurydice. Despite her desire for independence, Eurydice finds herself falling for Orpheus. She sings about how dark and lonely her life has been, but now it's better because she's got him to hold on to. He joins Uh. in singing about how he wants to hold on to her, too, no matter what comes their way. This song is all I've ever known, and it's the love song of the show. Aww.
0: It's definitely a love song. So we. Earlier than usual, winter comes, and, along with it, the train to bring Persephone back to the underworld. Specifically Hadestown, which is Hades' underground factory. She voices her misery at having to return. It's boring down there, and she has to self-medicate with drugs and alcohol just to get through it. (laughs) But the fates appear and praise Hades Town's riches. Despite hearing of Hades' harsh treatment of his workers, Eurydice is intrigued at the thought of work and payment, of stability, more specifically. And the song is Way Down Hades Town.
1: Way down Hades Town, way down under the ground. Oh, I love the musical so much. The winter is particularly harsh. Orpheus continues to write his song while Eurydice is searching for food and firewood. This doesn't seem to be good for their relationship because. You know, to is yeah. annoyed that he isn't really helping her gather the things they need to live. Yeah, he's a little too focused on his song, which is fair. <laughs> <laughs> and the song is A Gathering Storm slash Epic 2. Meanwhile, in the underworld, Hades and Persephone fight about the decline of their relationship. He clearly loves his factory more than her, even though he says he's doing it all for her. Meanwhile, the factory workers chant lines like, Keep your head low if you want to keep your head. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh yeah. fun. So in the song, which is called Chant, we also hear a bit more from Eurydice, who is still searching for food and firewood and can't get Orpheus to help.
0: Yeah, Chant gets stuck in my head a lot. Probably because it's, you know, a chant.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Hades leaves the factory, looking for more people to join him in his precious Hades town. He comes across a starving Eurydice. He offers her a chance to join him, a life far away from poverty. He calls her a songbird and asks if she wants to fly south for the winter in the song Hey Little Songbird. And if you want to know how low his voice can go,
1: well, it's listen this to song this to song. Check out. <laughs> it hit different.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the fates arrive and urge Eurydice to put herself and her survival above all else. In the song When the Chips Are Down, she calls out to Orpheus, but deep in songwriting, he misses her call. She chooses survival and follows Hades to the factory in the song Gone, I'm Gone.
1: Sad times. Sad times. Aww. When Orpheus goes to look for Eurydice, Hermes tells him what happened. Orpheus pledges to retrieve her, so Hermes tells him how he can sneak down there. Hermes describes the underworld. Walls of iron and concrete, razor wire, guard dogs. But Orpheus wades through it all, singing, Wait for me, I'm coming, and the song, Wait for Me.
0: And this is probably my favorite. (laughs) It's
1: so good. (laughs) It's so good. You really feel with him. Ugh. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, Eurydice arrives at Hades' town and begins her work alongside the others on the wall that surrounds it. Hades leads the workers through their reasoning behind building the wall, basically showing his power over them. Why do they build the wall? To keep them free. But how are they free if they're stuck working under Hades' control inside of a wall? Uh, super contradictory. But it's how it is in the song Why We Build the Wall.
0: Yeah, so it's it's very wild to see that he, he tells them exactly like why they're doing it, but the reasoning behind it is, like, so, yeah, blinding. Flawed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with that, it, we are actually into our intermission. Wow. wow. Ooh, wow. wow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so we tell it really quick, but the music definitely, you, you feel like there's more there because you're, like, in it. Yeah. So definitely listen to it, but... What do we think about Act One so far, you guys? I like it. It's really good. I think I've said that multiple times, yeah. but yeah,
2: It's one of those soundtracks where even without being told, it's a post-apocalyptic, like turn of the age, industrial style. You yes. get that from the music. You and feel everything it. Else. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it just spills it out, and it's so good.
0: Yeah, I I agree. You can definitely it it tells itself through each song like it's not it doesn't ever like change its theme and you and you know instantly as soon as you start you're like ah it's gonna be this kind of musical which is really really cool
1: yeah it's definitely it's definitely got a weird mix of like big band with like the the horns and the bluesy like all that like yeah like the bluesy sound but also like that sharp industrial i don't know man
2: the New Orleans feel is just yeah. mixed in with everything.
0: Yes, that's what I was just gonna say. Like, I get the New Orleans feel for a lot of like the up songs. Hmm.
1: Definitely, and then you need to definitely feel the underworld when you're in those uh, deeper songs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those
0: factory songs. Yeah. yeah.
2: I, I I don't know if I have any like individual favorites right now with it, but this soundtrack is probably my favorite one we've listened to so far. Just like as a whole.
0: Because it's just so unique, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's so different from... And I know we've said that about things like Hamilton and Six, but this one is, like, really different. This
2: puts me in the world. I feel like I'm right there. Mm -hmm. I
0: I want to know more about the world and everything like that. This one.
1: Mm. Ah, yes. Everything, yes. (laughs) Yeah, and I... Like we said in the beginning, we really do recommend you listen to the other soundtracks as well. Uh, So, like, my first interaction with this one, I listened to the original recording actually that was the only one that was out at the time like a year or so ago when I first listened to this and then the original Broadway track actually like recently came out so I got familiar with the original one and then listened to the Broadway one and it's it's actually pretty different I mean that feeling is still there but it is a lot shorter and obviously it's different actors so the voices are a lot different oh yeah but I definitely prefer this not only because it's like deeper into the story but like the voices are perfect I think it just it really hits harder, which shows that they did a lot of really good improvements when they revamped the yes. show.
2: Yeah, the, the casting is like spot on spot for everybody. On,
0: yeah. So when I started listening to this one, I I wasn't one hundred percent sure if I if I liked it. You know what? Like the first song, I was like, um, like it wasn't what I was expecting for sure. And then I found myself wanting to listen to it again and again. I think I've listened to it. Like, six times since last week. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's just, it's just so good, you know? It's just, again, you get lost in the world. Like, you just get yeah. sucked into it, and I think that's amazing writing, first yeah. of all. Mm-hmm. So, good good on them. Like, mm-hmm. it's super good.
2: And also, I don't know, I get this feeling like everybody's just kind of feeling themselves. Oh, yeah. Like, in this performance. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And looking at some of like, the pictures of the cast, it seems like they really, they work well together. Mm-hmm. You know, they get, they, they, they have that good vibe. Yeah. Which is super important for shows. But, yeah, if you no one has any more thoughts about Act 1... We didn't even really talk about much.
2: We were just kind of like, it good. It good. Music yeah. great. I mean,
0: hey. Sometimes that's better than some of the ones we do.
2: Yeah, that's true. How do you
0: guys feel? <laughs>
2: yep. <laughs> well, yeah. How do we guys feel about this? Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: This one's definitely yes. not a yikes.
0: <laughs> yeah, this one definitely has us. Really into it, which I, I appreciate. Like, it's really nice to have a, a really solid one to talk about. Yeah,
1: and I gotta say, like, the story of Orpheus and Eurydice was not one I was familiar with before listening to this. Yeah, Just one either, I never early. encountered. Yeah, mm-hmm. I knew the Hades and Persephone story. That one's pretty classic, oh, yeah. with like the yep, seasons and the six months above and below. But yeah, this was a new one for me. So like, it's really nice. I guess not necessarily a historical lesson because it's a myth. But yeah. you know what I mean. Like it if you're into like Greek mythology, which I mean I am, and a lot of people are, let's be real. Ye- yes. So if you're into that, this is your thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, I uh I was I was big into Greek mythology growing up, so Percy I was familiar Jackson. with the names.
1: Yes. Yep.
2: <laughs> and then also I've been recently playing the game Hades a lot, which Good. literally has those exact same stories and characters in it. Slightly different for yeah, the for the game. Of course. Mm-hmm. But Hades and Persephone is a story and Eurydice and Orpheus are like side characters mm. that you you help reunite them through like multiple playthroughs of the game. Oh so cool. it's really cool.
0: Yeah, I definitely looked it up as soon as like as I was listening, I was like, So what's the actual, you know, story? Yeah. And there's you know, a very, very tiny Wikipedia page about it, but it's like, Yeah, here's 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 his story and, and their love and stuff like that. And I was like, Oh well, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Neat
2: <laughs> It's one of those like it's interpreted so many different ways, people just kind yeah. of run yeah. wild with it.
0: Yeah, definitely. But it's good. Be good. Yeah. Very good, good. Okay, so Kylie, I believe you have a theater fact for us. Do I? Do you? Do I? I think so. <laughs> but, do, but do I? <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> a ghost light is a light that gets left on while the stage in theater is empty. It is said to give ghosts enough light to perform on stage. This is because superstition states that most theater
1: ghosts are former actors themselves.
0: Yeah, I have heard this one and the theater I I was familiar with had a ghost light as well. Even though it was there was no ghosts because it was a brand new building. But, you
1: know, you still have one. You never and know. It's not just,
0: like, they say it's like also a, like a superstition thing, but mm-hmm. also it's definitely for safety. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah. But. but
2: why not add a fun story to it? Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, someone was like, why do you always have a light on? I was like, ghosts! <laughs> Remote Motel 6 for G. G- yes, yeah, so that's kinda that's kinda neat. I had I had known that one. But yeah, so before we jump into our act two, we got a couple plugs for you. So we of course have our merch, which we keep talking about, sad boy hours, and that is probably one of our favorite designs on the shop right now. Yep. And you can see that one and our other designs on www.ragtagnetwork.com slash merch. And you can also find merch not just for us. I know we we talk about us because it's our show. But we do have merch for our other shows like Back of Bones and Total Tomfoolery on there. If you want to check those out. It comes in a bunch of different styles. It's super cool. We are really bumping up in those numbers. So we really, really appreciate you guys. We already hit 2100. I am just blown Whoa. away. We have just talked about 2000. So thank you guys so much again. I know we talk about it every time we hit a big number, but we are still super excited. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's insane, honestly. It's wild.
0: Yeah, so we, yeah, we really appreciate you there. So just a short little plug this week. How about do you do you
2: have a pun this time? I uh, do. I would re. You mm. want to reuse it?
1: Your train. Choo yeah. choo. Train. No.
2: <laughs> train, it, train, train our way down. No. That's how I phrased it.
0: Let's hop on it. the train.
2: Take, ride the rails on into Act Two. Let's. Make Let's it said way down into Hades Town. Hades Town. Let's in make act a act deal with
0: the devil in Act. Two. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. <laughs>
2: Surprisingly, not in Georgia. <gasps>
0: Surprisingly it's a knowledge knowledge. (laughs) yeah so let's go ahead and jump into act two
1: all right this act starts with persephone inviting a bunch of the workers in the factory back to her speakeasy where she gives them just a little bit of the happiness that they could get above ground so very nice of her you know they're partying and whatnot and they all refer to her as the lady of the underground
0: yeah i wanted to point out like what what she kind of offers so she offers like sunshine in a bottle and blue sky and mm-hmm. fresh air and stuff and i think that's kind of cool
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: canned
0: air <Yes>. <laughs> fresh <laughs>
1: okay. air and then there's also a small interact here where persephone actually introduces herself and the band yeah of them out by name so that's pretty cool and the song is our lady of the underground
0: yeah like this one the lady of the underground and lady of the upside down and i'm just like yes
1: girl <laughs> she's so good yes I love that she's her own character. She's not defined by yeah. Hades. Mm. Heck yeah. All right. Anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lady Power, let's go. Yes. In Hadestown, we see Eurydice regretting her decision. Seems that in choosing to give her life to Hadestown, all of her memories will soon be lost in exchange for mindless work. In the song, Way Down, Hadestown, Reprise. So that no. wasn't in the, uh, the contract.
0: That <laughs> cool. wasn't in a deal.
1: It probably was. She just <laughs> didn't read brain. it. <laughs>
0: Three-point yeah. print. Yeah, right? She sings of her regrets as her memories begin to fade. She remembers fields of flowers and someone, someone that she left behind, someone who wants to come find her in the song Flowers. Orpheus, having finally made his way to Hades town, finds Eurydice. Seeing him helps her remember who she is. He begs her to come home with him, but she tries to get him to understand that this world is brutal and it's not going to be that easy in the song Come Home With Me reprise. Hades arrives, confronting the intruder.
2: Bum, bum, bum. I saw he's
0: he was like, you're not from around here, son. Mm, yeah.
2: <laughs> not from around here, boy.
0: He points out that Eurydice signed her soul away willingly, so she can't leave. His other workers beat Orpheus up for trespassing. In the song, Papers. And this song actually has a spoken intro, and then it's also an instrumental where, he, you know, he gets beat up and stuff.
1: Yep. <laughs> the fates tease him and tell Orpheus to give up on saving Eurydice, and the song Nothing Changes. So then Orpheus sings of his despair, questioning why the world is the way it is, which somehow inspires the citizens of Hades Town to shuck the harsh conditions they're working in and follow him. Meanwhile, Persephone watches in awe in the song If It's True. Persephone pleads with Hades to let Eurydice go. She points out that the love between Orpheus and Eurydice is similar to their love so long ago. She praises Orpheus' music, too, but Hades just doesn't care. He's like, whatever. <laughs> I'm bitter. (laughs) And so they both sing the song, How Long? And so they're asking each other, like, back and forth, like, how long? So, like, how long is he going to be like this? How long is, you know, she going to act this way? And, like, they're judging each other.
0: Hades, of course, says no. He does notice, however, that his workers are starting to revolt. They are starting to raise their heads and their voices. Mockingly, Hades offers Orpheus a chance to sing before he executes him in the song Chant Reprise. Which I love his mock, Mm -hmm. just mocking him. It's just, like, so powerful and jerkish, obviously, but, you know.
1: Yeah. A powerful
2: jerk.
0: Yeah. Well.
2: (laughs) Strong jerking.
0: (laughs) Uh, Nope. (laughs) Nope. Orpheus sings the complete version of the song he's been working on all this time, A Song of Love, which ends up reminding Hades of his love for Persephone. And Hades and Persephone dance in the song Epic 3 super neat. Mm -hmm. Orpheus and Eurydice reaffirm their love for each other. They realize they don't need all the fancy stuff, gold rings and fair skies. They just need food and each other. They promise to stay together no matter what hardships they face, and the song promises.
1: Everything's looking up. It's gonna be great, right? Yay! Yay! (laughs) Oh. So Hades is more affected by Orpheus' song than he expected. The Fates explain his predicament. If he kills Orpheus, Orpheus becomes a martyr. But if he lets the pair go, then he loses his control over the people in his factory, and they will continue to revolt. And the song is word to the wise. So he's got this big decision to make. And So Hades decides to leave their fate in Orpheus's hands. A little weird, but okay. So the deal is that they can leave together, but Orpheus has to lead them out and not turn back. If he turns to see if Eurydice is following him, she will belong to Hades forever in the song His Kiss, The Riot. So Hermes tells Orpheus and Eurydice of their fate. So the pair begin to walk out. Hermes narrates, pointing out that it's not the physical journey that will be the hardest here, it's that mental one. Meanwhile, uh, in the song Wait For Me reprise, which is my favorite, (gasps) Hades and Persephone are also singing, and they're promising to give their relationship another try next winter. So that's nice. Yeah, A little bit of, you know, hope coming back. Uh, and I've actually seen some videos of this one. So it's pretty bomb. It's got one of those, like, rotating stages, like some other shows we've talked about. And so the pair is walking, like, in place because the stage is moving, but they're, like, center stage. So they say stay front and center as they sing and go on their journey. But, like, that's the stage moving. It's so cool.
0: Yeah, I was wondering about that. That That's what I pictured in my head. Yeah. So that's really neat. So the two are on their journey and Orpheus makes it right up to the end, when he is overcome with doubt. She has left him before, and although he can't seemingly hear it, we hear Eurydice singing about how she's following him, and reassuring him that, he, that she's there. Of course, he turns to look for Eurydice, only to see that she has been behind him all along. Thus, she is now condemned to Hades' town forever. In the song, doubt comes in.
1: I get chills because it's so sad. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this one is rough, like, just their their final greeting, it's like, like it's you, and then she's, like, gone. Yeah. So it's, it's rough, but you can feel the emotion in it. Hermes, now somber, reflects on the story's ending with a reprise of the first song. The show even comes full circle, and we see, again, Eurydice's first actions on stage, her asking for a match. The song Road to Hell reprise. He remarks that no matter how many times people sing of this tale, they always hope for a happy ending. This, then, is the value of the tale. To make you see how the world could be, in spite of the way it is. So I i like his line. He's like, it's its a tragedy, but we sing it anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, just the way he says it, I'm just like, mm-hmm. "Oh!"
2: I love Hermes as, like, the narrator yes. mm-hmm. in the story. He's so good. And the person they pick for it is like...
1: Perfect. Perfect for
2: it. I love it. It's so good.
1: After the curtain call, while the stage lights are up and the audience applauds, they actually perform one more song. So the show ends with Persephone and Eurydice raising a toast to Orpheus. And actually, technically, like, in the myth, no one knows what actually happens to him. And so, you know, Eurydice obviously goes back to Hadestown, but what happens to Orpheus? So some retellings say that he ends up staying in the underground too, but like separated from her. Others say that he makes it above ground, but ends up dying anyway. So, no one really knows. And then as far as this show goes, they don't actually know. They don't say. So, they're kind of wondering what happened. But they're raising a toast to him, or wherever he ended up. And then overall, the song reiterates the theme of hope, despite unhappy circumstances. And the song is, We Raise Our Cups. And that's the end of the show.
0: It's the end of the show.
1: Sadness. Aww.
0: Sadness. Yeah. Yeah, so... What do we think about the show as a whole?
2: I want to see it. <laughs> Talked about a lot of it during the,
0: we did. the mid thing. Yeah, we, we definitely want to see this one. This one's definitely up there. It's so good and yet so heartbreaking and yet you listen to it again anyway. And it, like a Hermes says, like you keep hoping for a happy ending, but you know it's not coming.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's another thing to point out is that unlike most musicals that follow that like musical format, right? this isn't a happy ending. Yeah. It's... It's just not. I mean, mean, they warn you in the beginning that it's going to be a tragedy, but like... And yes. But yeah, so like, most musicals have that, you know, happy ending with a bow on top. This one doesn't. And yet it still gives you feels. Every time. Every time. All the feels.
0: I love
2: when stories and aspects take old ancient gods and apply them
0: to more modern stuff. Yes.
2: And this one works So well,
0: oh yeah, really, really does. Yeah, like I love, I love the version of, you know, Hades. He's a strong businessman in a suit. You know, yeah, wearing
2: nice clothes, nice clothes, tight vest and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, and and like Hermes is like this jazz jazz singer, and it's just jazz grandpa, jazz grandpa. (laughs) Yes, yeah. And it, it is kind of neat because you see, like, them in their older years, like, further on in their story than what we're used to jumping into. Because, like, with Hayes and Persephone, we usually we know, like, the basic myth, mm-hmm. but, like, a lot of the stories retold are, like, the beginning of their love and, like, the happy stuff. Yeah. But they do go through, like, trials, you know. So it's kind of neat to see them struggle but still have love for each other, mm-hmm. you know. So a couple thoughts I had about the actual myth, because I, I did look it up, obviously. So one of the... The versions of his story is Orpheus actually sang a different song after losing Eurydice about mourning and he actually he actually begged for death and like wild animals and creatures came and tore him apart and stuff. But then the fates, like were big jerks and they kept him alive oh. by cutting off his head and forcing him to stay in the mortal realm oh. to sing for all eternity. Oh. So forever keeping them separated, even though he would have gone to her mm-hmm. and things like that. So that was like I was like,
1: oh <laughs> my heart <laughs> Yeah.
0: Poor Orpheus. Another fun fact I-, I wanted to point out in my findings. So the myths and things like that, apparently even back when there was fanfiction, because of course. Plato, like the Plato, wrote his theories on the myth. Huh. And he actually pointed out that he thought that Orpheus was a coward because instead of killing himself to be with the one he loved, he went in a weird roundabout way to try and get her back mm-hmm. as opposed to making the ultimate sacrifice to be with his love and still ended up failing anyway. So I was like, oh, I mean, I can see where you're going from, but if I had the chance to bring my loved one back to life as opposed right. to just both being dead, I'd probably go that route too. <laughs> yeah. This one, he just dumb boy. He just dumb boy. And he the doubt crept in and like, oof. Yeah. And then another theory about that is, in one version of the myth, is the the gods actually did play a trip in Orpheus, and it was just a mirage of Eurydice I- the whole time, mm-hmm. and she never actually came behind him, but you never actually know the truth, because either way, she's gone. Yeah. And he would never know. Yeah. So, Orpheus has just had a bad time. That
2: would make more sense than her actually being there.
0: Yeah, Because like. Mean-
2: Technically, the logic in my mind is like, why would you even risk turning around? Because then, like you then lose her no matter calling. what, anyway. Yeah, I could, I could see that making more sense of like her not even being there.
0: Yeah, and for the for like the general myth, I could probably lean towards that. But for for like the musical version, it sounds like she was actually there and like yeah, he was yeah. true to his word. Yeah, kind mm-hmm. of thing, which makes it more heartbreaking that he didn't trust that she would follow him. Yeah. Which, I mean, they've only known each other for like three days, but it's fine. Yeah, I mean, let's be real. They
1: are, well, no, like six months, because it's like Yeah, they go season. through seasons. But.
0: But it just sounded like.
1: It's like three minutes, yeah.
0: It's like Romeo <laughs> and Juliet, basically. They're yeah, together. Kind of. Three
1: songs. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely understand both sides. Like, she was reluctant to be with him to begin with. He came on a little strong. And she did leave him once. So, like, I could understand the doubt creeping in, like. It kind of makes you wonder, like, not that you'd necessarily be in that situation, but like, what would you do? Yeah. Because like, yeah, it, you, it you say you wouldn't turn around, but like, I, I mean, I don't know.
0: It'd be rough. And we also don't know how, like, how long that walk actually is. Yeah.
2: That could yeah. have also been the fates messing with them. Like, maybe his walk never would have ended until he turned around.
0: Yeah, awesome that's actually one of the things I wanted to to point out, like, really good story writing. Is when he walks down to Hades Town the first time, mm-hmm. like the fates ask him, Who are you? Where are you going? And he sings to them and like, you know, he makes the walls weep and they let him in and all that stuff. When he's walking back, he asks those questions. Yeah. Who am I? Where am I going? And it's one of those like, oh no like he's lost his hope. And that just like He's
2: like kills doubting me. himself. Yeah. yeah. And
0: I didn't notice that until like my third listen through, and I was mm-hmm. like oh my gosh, like he's 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 lost it, like this is it he's gonna, you can hear the moment that he loses faith in himself and his love. Yeah. So very well written.
1: I gotta say, that's another one, that's another one of those things that this soundtrack does really well, is it has a lot of reprises, and like yes. actually does the reprise well like some songs are just like called reprises, and that's fine, but like this in this one, the reprise is like basically the exact same song, but like slightly different and you get that, like, different edge to it. Or it's, like, someone singing, someone else singing the word. I don't know. It's just, like...
2: Like, you get a different perspective yes. on it.
1: And it does it really well. Because, like you said, like, you know, you you hear the lines one way. And then you hear them another. And you're like, oh. My heart?
2: Yeah, I like, I like the ones where, like, it either starts off as, like, a happy version. And then, like, the reprise is, like, the villain mm-hmm. or the bad thing. Like, singing it. And it's just, like, oh, this is...
0: Oh no.
2: This is bad. Or like vice versa. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. And like, Wait for Me tends to be the most popular song and song reprise for the yeah. show, I think. And so that's where, like, the first one, it's Orpheus, you know, going to his love, you know, Wait for Me. And then the second time is Eurydice, like, I'm right behind you, I'm coming, Wait for Me. And oh, God. Yeah. Oof. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> Also one other thing I will say about this musical is it has a lot of I forget the actual term for it but a lot of overlapping voices and harmonizing
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It,
0: like with the the chorus and and things like that. So like the most powerful moments are when Orpheus like first introduces himself. There's melody and harmony in his voice because he's surrounded by other voices and I think that's a really really cool musical tactic like it sounds amazing like something we pointed out in Les Mis too is like all the characters singing their stories at once Mm -hmm. this takes like a, a slightly different approach to that where they're they're singing like the same lines and emphasizing the same thing and it just sounds like super amazing like the the I'm coming like the way for me I'm coming so like it's it's so powerful because there's all these extra notes and melodies, I just think that's wonderful.
1: The chorus is really, really well used in this show. Oh my
0: gosh, yes.
1: Which, I mean, Hermes does introduce them in the beginning as, like, the hardest working chorus there ever was, and like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) because they're amazing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they're, they're super amazing. I think we can all say wholeheartedly, this is an amazing show, Mm -hmm. we would love to go see it.
1: Oh, please, I want to see it so bad.
0: please. Please let it come through our area. Has <laughs> this fallen into, like, top five for you guys? think without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's just because it's so, again, unique and innovative and... Good music. Very good music. Mm-hmm. And, the, again, the characters are well-written. And they're not just little offshoot characters or whatever. Like, you get their stories and you, you feel for them and their trials and things like that.
1: But you also don't get distracted by, like, a whole bunch of little side stories either. Like, all yeah. the stories, like, line up. And you have basically a parallel... With, like, the Orpheus, Eurydice, and Hades, Persephone stories for a little while there. So, like, it's not a bunch of, like, random stories happening at once, either. Like, for example, Les Mis, it's bothers me a little bit because there's so much going on. (laughs) Yeah, But this, like, it's one storyline with characters who are individuals, it just works really well.
0: Yeah, also the the painful parallels between Hades and Persephone and Orpheus and Eurydice, like, the fact that they could have made it work, but Hades and Persephone did. Like, you can tell mm-hmm. who the, like, the full, true, actual love is yep. out of the, the two pairs. Oof.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the fact that, like, they sort of, I mean, they don't get a happy ending, per se. They promise to try again. But, I mean, that's a happy ending for them, because... Right.
0: They promise to be better for each other and to, to work on their love, and they remember why they fell in love in the first place.
1: And that's more realistic, too, honestly. Yeah. No, like, love isn't sunshine and rainbows. It's a choice it's a you work together on it yeah and we see Hades and Persephone trying that so
2: yeah there's definitely like a core of a simple kind of love story mm-hmm. but like as you start peeling back the layers it gets like it's so much more than that it's so yeah.
0: good and
2: it's all yeah. in the music too yes
0: it really is like none it's of us have actually all seen there it. this is why like we can talk about this show as if we've seen it because the, the music does so well yeah yeah this one's this one's yeah, definitely my, my top five, I think, currently, of definitely want to go see, for sure. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. it' good, guys. Go listen right this second.
1: Gold star. Well, in a few minutes after the end of our episode. Go listen.
0: I mean, yeah, <laughs> I guess, yeah. You can wait till the end, and then do it. Which, uh, as always, it will be linked in our show notes. I think I mentioned that, but I'm just really excited for you to listen to this one. So, go do it. But... So thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. We hope you really liked it, because we certainly did. Mm-hmm. So we hope yeah. you enjoyed listening to it, and we'll also go listen to this show, because it is one of our more highly recommended shows, of course.
2: Be sure to like and subscribe to us wherever you are listening to podcasts. This will make sure that you get our episodes as soon as they come out, and any other goodies and announcements that we have in the episodes, you'll get them right away. New merch drops? Heck yeah, dude.
0: yeah. Also, it's really helpful if you're subscribed to us and you get notifications instantly when we post our episodes. Because, like, Lay Miz was a couple days late; it was an editing nightmare. Sorry, but <laughs> so it's you get stuff like that. So you always get notified, even if we might be a little bit late.
1: And if you happen to be on Apple, please
0: leave us a five star review. It helps us get boosted up in the numbers. Yeah, yeah,
2: Them numbers. And oh, it's obviously working.
0: It's obviously to working. To some degree. So, we, yeah, we really appreciate all of uh, those extra steps that you guys do for us. But the best way, honestly, is to help us through word of mouth. So, this is like telling your friends and your family and your coworkers, people just that you're just around, you know, shout it on the street. Sing at them. Dance at them. They'll wonder if you're crazy. Yep. It's fine.
2: <laughs> Throw merch at them. Tell them to come down to Town with you.
0: <laughs> no explanation. <laughs> Yeah, so that actually really helps us get to a wider audience. And obviously, you guys are telling your friends because we can see it in the numbers. And we really, really appreciate you doing that. It It is so helpful to us. And can't say thank you enough.
1: Yeah. And then, after you tell your friends about us, go find us on the internet. Because we're all over it, my dudes. So, yes. here's the deal. You can email us because we're cool to talk to. And that's at savemeanisleseat at gmail.com. But you can also find us on Facebook at Save Me an I'll Seat. You can find us on Twitter at Save an Isle Seat. You can find us on Instagram at Save me an Seat. And you can find us on YouTube under the Ragtag Network. So, like, we're everywhere, guys. Find us. Send us messages. Send us memes. Watch our funny reels. We're cool. Yeah, so
0: we are really getting out there into the social media As of late, Amber is working really hard to keep our socials up and active, and we're excited to bring you funny new content in the future, and we really hope you like what we've been doing so far, because it's been a lot of fun. So go find us literally everywhere, because we are doing our best to get out to you. Yeah. Yeah. But... As with, like before, if you want to know about any of our other shows or future upcoming shows, the best place to go find the information is at our website, which is www.ragtechnetwork.com, where you'll find stuff like more episodes of ours and shows like Bag of Bones and Total Tomfoolery and future upcoming shows like Isolation Theater, which I promise is coming someday. Mm -hmm. And also keep updates on merch drops and things like that. As Matt mentioned, you know, that's just the best way to keep track of all of our goings-ons and stuff like that. So I believe that will end this episode. So thanks again for listening to this episode of Save Me an ILC. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. Cheers. Boy.